Kia ora everyone, my name is M Dwight and I'm a trainee intern from Wellington as well as workforce officer on the New Zealand Medical Students Association. This month NZMSA is bringing you careers month. I know as medical students that one of the most common questions we get asked is what we want to do once we graduate and which specialties we are most interested in. Although some of us are destined to pursue particular specialties, for the most part, we're actually not entirely sure what we'd like to do. For this reason, we've come up with a focus month which should get you thinking more about which specialties are out there and the sorts of considerations that may come into play. So for the month, we're going to be bringing a bunch of events to you around the country. We're going to be posting heaps of stuff on our Facebook page of the month, including links that will be highly relevant to ACE. Part of Careers Month is this, is this podcast series where Chandula, Mike and I will be interviewing a range of RMOs and SMOs about their career decisions. The specialists we will be interviewing will include, but not be limited to, surgery, medicine and general practice. First up, I'll be interviewing Michael Chen Shu, a medical registrar who is currently based at Hutt Hospital. Michael is also a basic trainee through the Royal Australasian College of Physicians. As well as this, Michael has been very involved in leadership throughout his time as a medical student in RMO, including being a past president of the NZMSA and holding a position on the board of the NZMSA. He offers a very interesting and insightful account of what it's like to be a medical registrar and what attracted him to medicine in particular. So let's have a listen to when I caught up with Michael. Hi, Michael. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, so for everyone who doesn't know Michael, although I'm sure we're very familiar with him, uh, Michael Chen Shu is a general medical registrar, and we're very privileged to um, be able to interview him today. So, Michael, I've got a few questions lined up for you. Um, the first of which, as this is a medical student podcast, was actually what kind of specialties were you interested in as a medical student? Well, thank you for the kind introduction, Em. Um, I was interested in a number of specialities as a medical student. Uh, medicine, obviously, paediatrics, uh, general practice, and anaesthetics. And I was interested in these for two sort of main reasons. First, role modelling, you know, um, looking at some of the medical registrars, uh, paediatric registrars, um, you know, when I was a student, they seemed like my people. And a lot of them, in particular, looked out for me as a student, took time out to teach. Um, and, you know, when they were on call, they were all over what they were asked, and that looked pretty cool to me. Mm. Um, second reason, um, some of the experiences I had in these specialities as a student really stood out to me and are really vivid uh, in my memory today. So in anaesthetics, uh, you know, a lot of being a medical student is observing, but during my anaesthetic run, I got to put tubes down people's throats, LMAs, do lines, and it was great to be useful and do mm. something practical, and that was really exciting. And mm. as an aside, I'm a big nerd and love physiology, so that was great as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. And in terms of uh, general practice, um, a huge highlight was... Uh, my six-week rotation in, uh, as a trainee intern again. You know, saw my own patients. I, you know, got to contribute to to their care. Um, I was partly you know, responsible for them, and and that was really gratifying and um, made me really attracted to to the speciality. Uh, 
Absolutely. So it actually sounds like you were interested in quite a number of specialties. So tell me, why did you decide to go into general medicine then after all of that? Um, I chose general medicine because it was, it is so general and it is so broad. Um, when you do your basic training in general medicine, once you've finished your basic training, you can then go and subspecialize in up to 34 different uh, specialities within uh, within uh, the field of medicine. And also I think uh, general medicine, or being a, a general medical registrar, provides you with a lot of uh, meta skills that are, I think, or I believe are applicable to um, all sorts of areas in medicine and by that uh, I mean some of the diagnostic uh, skills you develop when you mm. are clerking patients and admitting them mm. from the emergency department um, and in particular the decision making skills. Mm. So as a house officer often you during the daytime anyway most of your job is doing what your registrars are asking you to do. Yes after hours you make some decisions about what to do with the febrile patient uh, the patient with low blood pressure, mm. and occasionally you get to admit patients from the emergency department. But as a medical registrar, uh, in my first run, it felt like the first time I was actually making decisions about patient care. Um, why, you know, decisions around what tests I should do and why, mm. what treatments I should start, and the evidence behind that. And I think yeah. those skills um, are applicable for a variety of different. Uh, specialties because that's kind of bread and butter medicine in general. Absolutely, no, very, very apl highly applicable uh, skill set. No matter what area of medicine you went into, obviously with such broad interests, um, right up till TI level, and I probably imagine that right through your PGY one year as well, had some um, tough decisions to make. Um, so tell me, what do you think the most rewarding part of your job is as a, a medical registrar? Um, I think the most rewarding part is, is being able to make a, a tangible difference to people's lives and and being uh, thanked personally for it. Um, uh, whether it's uh, yeah, a tangible uh, difference to, to people's lives. And it's a simple, I mean, being thanked for admitting somebody, <laughs> treating their pneumonia, them going back home again, and the family all being really thankful for the care you've provided is, is enough for me. But um, another part that I find really rewarding about uh, medicine is that kind of diagnostic challenge and, and mm. making the cool diagnosis. So um, I had a, a, a woman come across uh, in her 40s with quite vague symptoms, um, with acute kidney injury and uh, hematuria, and after a bit of, you know, careful, thorough history and examination. Uh, I diagnosed her with um, Wagner's granulomatosis, something I'd only come across in Robbins in fourth year. And yeah, that absolutely. Was phenomenally <laughs> exciting. Um, so to be able to do and be a part of, to be one of those people who you're expected to do quite a thorough job in terms of the diagnostics, I think is very rewarding. Yeah. Um, and then another aspect that I find very rewarding in general medicine is um, we do a lot of uh, palliative care mm. um, and we look after patients and families uh, at the end of life stage on a fairly regular basis. Mm. Mm. And um, I think as clinicians in, in medicine, we are in a really privileged position to make that time of somebody's life mm. 
Absolutely. As um, smooth and as um, uh, as smooth and as as good as it 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 can be. Definitely, and I think you know, no, no matter what specialty you're a part of, you will encounter aspects of palliative care, but you potentially get a little bit more as a med reg, don't you? And I, I think I vaguely recall you um, doing a placement in palliative care or a stint in palliative care as part of your training, is, is that right? Yes, so yeah. I did six months as uh, a registrar, a medical registrar at uh, Mary Potter Hospice. Oh, excellent. That was a huge privilege. Yeah, no, absolutely, because I remember um, reading your account on that, um, which was very inspiring. So... Um, I suppose the next thing I'd like to ask is actually some of the more practical elements of being a medical registrar and what sort of things you can expect uh, should you decide to go into general medicine. So, I mean, we all worry about work-life balance, you know, at any stage of our career, whether we're students or doctors. Um, so probably an easy way to gauge that is thinking about how many hours you're expected to put in. So. What sort of hours are you required to put in as a medical registrar? So the short answer is um, approximately 50 to 60 hours a week are what we're rostered to do. Uh, obviously it differs uh, depending on um, what run you are doing and what area of the country you're in. So when I was working at the hospice, I was rostered for just over 40 hours a week, but doing general medicine at the hut, I think I'm rostered for about 55 hours a week. In terms of what that means on a day-to-day -day basis, um, doing general medicine, a, a general medical run, I start work at 8 o'clock in the morning and I'm rostered to finish at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I do a long day, which is 8 a.m. till 11 p.m. about once a week, uh, generally on the day that our team is on take, so accepting fresh patients from the emergency department, um, and do about one in seven, one in eight weekends, so work 8 a.m. till 9.30 p.m. on both Saturday and Sunday, as well as Monday to Friday and on either end. Yeah. And uh, night shifts, uh, fortunate enough to have split nights every couple of months or so. Okay, excellent. And when you say split nights, for those that don't quite understand, what, what do you mean by that exactly? Mm, so by that I mean uh, you um, when you start your night shifts, you do four nights in a row, and then you have a week off, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do all your life admin, and then you do another three uh, night shifts, and then you mm -hmm. have a couple of days off, and then you start your regular uh, rotor again. Excellent, excellent. Um. And, you know, something else that we consider as we move through our medical careers is whether or not we'd be required to move for training. So, for general medicine, are you required to move for training? Um, so, essentially, the, the general medical training is uh, in two parts. Your basic training, which is what you do once you've finished or you've obtained your general registration, uh, and then your advanced training where you uh, subspecialise into a particular area of medicine. And certainly for your basic training, uh, you don't necessarily need to move to different locations to do that. Many places you can do your, uh, many areas of New Zealand, you can do all of your basic training in the one, one area. Certainly uh, when you move to your advanced training, however, if you are looking to do a specific subspeciality, such as say oncology or, or neurology, you may be required to move to a certain area, uh, depending on what training places are available. Mm -hmm. 
So I suppose the, the short answer to that is maybe, depending on what you're wanting to do. Exactly. Yeah, okay. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to move for training, as is the case with other um, specialties. Yeah, not necessarily. And certainly mm. as, as a trainee in the Wellington region, I can do all my basic training here and probably most of my advanced training in the same region as well, depending on what's available in terms of subspecialties. Mm. Um, but certainly I think in general basic training that first three-year period can be done in the one spot in most places excellent excellent um thank you for such informative responses so far um tell me why do you think people should consider doing general medicine well i think people should consider general medicine because it's exciting uh you know it's varied and um you get to be that person uh that people look to when um, they've got a really tricky problem or they've got a really sick patient and, and you're the one who can put some structure onto you know, the patient who's crashing in front of you and, and approach it in a systematic fashion to stabilise the patient, work out what's going wrong with them and treat them. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. You know, you've, you've got um, a great breadth of knowledge, mm. um, a really... Uh, systematic way of approaching patients mm. diagnosis treatment mm. and uh, of appraising the evidence and um, you can make some really sweet diagnoses you can look yeah. really smart and really cool <laughs> and um, you can make uh, you know really significant difference to um, your patients lives and not only just medical patients but uh, patients you ask to consult the same surgery mm. Mm. yeah absolutely because that is a big part of your role you know mm. um, i've often heard on the wards you know just page the med reg or give them a call you know um so yeah it's a big part of what you do you know you, you do sound very passionate about what you do michael and tell me you know for us as medical students do you have any advice for those people who are interested in medicine, do you have any advice for getting into the specialty and onto the program? Mm. So um, the main thing is to be interested and 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 to make that your interest known to um, uh, the specific people who uh, have control on getting you into the program. So currently, as it stands, um, if you want to join, if you want to be a basic trainee with the Royal Australasian College of Physicians, you have to um, uh, ask to join the program, ask the Director of Physician Education, and if they agree, then you fill out the relevant paperwork, which you can get online, you pay the money, and you become a basic trainee. Um, uh, in terms of um, uh, rotations or runs, I think, Obviously, doing medical runs, general medicine, cardiology, neurology, uh, sub, well, sorry, I'll start that again. In terms of runs, obviously, general medical runs are the way to go, uh, and medical subspecialty runs are useful as well, such as cardiology, neurology, renal, and so on and so forth. Um, but I think, given the general nature of the basic training of general medicine, most runs, most of the skills you gain in many of the runs you will do as a PGY one or two would be useful. So mm. I was my first run as a house surgeon was as an orthopedic house surgeon. And yeah. you're essentially the med reg for the team because mm. the orthopedic doctors are very skilled and focused on uh, dealing with fractures and and surgeries and so on and so forth. And so mm. you look after the medical aspects of your patients. Likewise, uh, doing uh, uh, ED as a second year uh, made me see it from 
ED's perspective, referring to medical registrars and, uh, you know, as an ED health surgeon, it was a time where I was making lots of decisions about how to progress patient care, which is a big part of being a medical registrar. So uh, to summarise, be interested, uh, identify who the Director of Physician Education is by asking the medical registrars uh, and doing general medical runs mm. or medical subspecialty runs, mm. but actually most runs will do given the, the general nature of the basic training for, for medicine. Absolutely. So, I mean, I think, you know, one of the big take-home points for general medicine is that no experience that you have is wasted as you move through. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I suppose you can take your time in getting there. You don't necessarily have to make your decision to be a mid-reg at the end of your first year. It can be at any stage. Yes, yeah. that's right. No, so that's one of the neat things about um, the college is at this stage you can join the College of Physicians after your first year, but like you said, in by no means, you, you, know, you don't have to. You can take your time. You can do... Um, work in other areas before becoming a mid-reg and so if a colleague actually who uh, spent I think two and a half years being a house surgeon another 12 months being a psychiatric registrar and then became a medical registrar and joined the college I have another colleague who's done their masters of public health and now become a medical registrar so uh, you can take your time at least this so far in uh, you know in the current environment um, before becoming a medical registrar Absolutely. Oh, no, excellent. Well, Michael, thank you so much for sharing your insights. Um, really invaluable. Um, we wish you all the best. Um, and, guys, if you are interested in getting more information on general medicine, um, visit the college's website. Um, alternatively, you can look on Kiwi Health Jobs. We've got RMO fact sheets, um, which will give you plenty more information to look at. Um, thank you very much for joining us. So that concludes our first NZMSA Careers Month podcast. Next time, we're going to be interviewing Cindy Towns, a general medical consultant from Capital Coast DHB. If you have any feedback, please don't hesitate to get in touch with us, either through our NCMSA Facebook page or contact me at workforce at ncmsa.org.nz. Till next time, guys. Thanks for listening.